This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, you're listening to Dab Wolf on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. And today we do not have a guest because I've just got so many questions piling up and I have to answer them all, including our first ever voice clip question, which I'm really happy about. So all you out there listening, if you have a pet problem, pet comment, pet request, animal issue, something you wish you could ask me directly in your own words, please send me your voice clip question to Deb, D-E-B, at PetLifeRadio.com. Deb at PetLifeRadio.com. It's kind of like Dear Abby, Dear Debbie, just send, send me your pet problem and I will answer it. So we do have one, our very first ever, from a guy called Alan in Winnipeg. And I think we'll just play it for you with the help of the magic in Florida. We will now put it on the air and listen to what Alan had to ask. Hi, Deb. I'm calling in because I have a four-year-old Labradoodle who I've had with me for about four or five months, and I'm constantly having to lift her up to put in my vehicle, and I can't get her to go into my vehicle voluntarily. I believe she had witnessed a tragedy when young with another dog she was with who died, in a vehicle accident and i'm wondering if that could be part of the issue as far as being traumatized any advice oh my goodness well okay this is a really important call first of all not everybody has this in their life some terrible trauma and a dog reacting years later but many many people listening have a dog who all of a sudden becomes afraid of something and then instead of just being afraid of that one little thing like a car backfiring when he happened to be walking by, the dog can sometimes extend that. So now he's afraid of all loud noises, slamming doors, doors shutting, people, anything, skateboards, bikes. I mean, it can just get bigger, 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 bigger if you don't deal with it. The other thing that comes to mind is there's so many dogs out there who don't like the car or don't want to get in the car or like it once they're in it, but don't want to get in. And and this is that problem. Only it's magnified. So Alan was kind enough to sounds like I'm interpreting here that he four to five months ago, he took on this four-year-old Labradoodle. So well done, Alan. Not everybody needs to go through the puppy stage. Puppies are wonderful and cute, but they're a ton of work. And if you get an older dog, you know what you're getting when you get it. And it is a lot less likely to find a new home than a puppy. So you're doing a good thing. And in this case, He doesn't have any other complaints. So he's getting a perfectly well-trained dog that fits him like a glove where you can see what he's getting right from the start. But there's this one issue. Now he asked, is it possible this issue stems from this dog witnessing another dog dying in a motor vehicle accident when she was a puppy? And that's a definite yes. Absolutely. Between three months and six months, typically, most dogs are in a period of mental development where they're learning what to be afraid of. It's very important in the wild. It's very important anywhere that children, children are afraid of the road, that dogs learn what to be afraid of. You don't go attack the porcupine, for example. If they're living in the wild, their mom will hopefully teach them that. You don't go attack the skunk. (laughs) But on the other hand, if you see a rat 
well, it could be a nice meal if you're living in the wild or a squirrel, right? Don't attack the raccoon. It will win. Attack something else. So, you know, this is the kind of thing they're learning. What to be afraid of. Afraid of cars. Afraid of aggressive people. Afraid of bigger, tougher animals pursuing them. This kind of thing. So if during that period or any time during a dog's life, a dog experiences something that is truly terrifying, intense fear, adrenaline, and a bad ending, then the dog will remember that forever. They're not going to forget that. Even a dog who's maybe not so smart. Now, this is a Labradoodle. So labs are around six to eight in the chart, I believe, maybe 10. And Poodles are one, two, or three, depending on what you're testing them for. So this is a brilliant dog in in compared to other dogs. You know, no matter who, this individual dog may be very clever compared to her litter mates, may not be. But in general, compared to the rest of the dog world, we're talking about a very, very bright, in-tune dog who's very aware of its surroundings and very aware of people. So if the people were traumatized, if the people were emotionally upset, if all that was going on at the same time, it will imprint on the dog. So how do we undo this? Is it fixable? Well, yes, it is. We're going to go to a commercial break and come back, and I'm going to tell you how we're going to fix this for this Labradoodle in Winnipeg. Stay tuned on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, we're back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio, and I'm answering a question that was sent as a voice clip to me at Pet Life Radio. And the way they do that, the way you could do it is Deb, D-E-B, at PetLifeRadio.com. Send me your voice clip question or suggestion, and I will, it's a good one, I'll put it in the air and I'll deal with it. If it's a really tricky question I can't answer myself, I'll book a guest who can. So, okay, so here we go with the four-year-old Labradoodle who's afraid of getting into the car. She doesn't seem to be afraid of car rides themselves, just getting in, which is interesting. And so some of this could be habit as well. Once a dog learns that you'll lift it in, it may just get habituated to that. This is the way we get into cars. I go limp, he lifts me in. I don't have to confront my fear. This is our new habit. So we have to get a habit that's better than lifting a, 60, 70, who knows how big this dog is, pound dog into the car. On the weekend, actually, I took some footage of a Labradoodle that was absolutely determined to get a Frisbee out of the sand at the beach, a two-year-old Labradoodle. But I suspect that was a mini. I suspect this is a bigger lift in and out of the car. And uh, the new owner has been doing it dutifully for four to five months, but he'd like to stop. So how can you stop this? Well, first thing is you got to make the car seem like the best thing ever. 
So when you're not even using it, open the doors and put treats in there, put toys in there, hang out in there. If you're like into TikTok or something like that and you end up going down the rabbit hole and sometimes you find yourself online for four hours or whatever, sit in your car and do that with the dog. Like make it your hangout spot. You know, play music in there, hang out in there, have snacks in there. Just diffuse the whole idea that the car is where you witness tragedy. No, nope, the car's also where we have popcorn and it's also where we watch movies and it's also where we hang out. And it's also where uh, we maybe even have your favorite people come visit, all that kind of stuff. It's also where if she's a fetcher and she's a labradoodle, so she must be a fetcher. If she's every lab I've ever met is a fetcher and most of the labradoodles. So we'll say she's a fetcher. Make, you know, go put the ball in the car and say, go find the ball. Show her you've hidden it in there. Like make it fun. Throw the ball in, throw the ball out, go in the car and with a whole bunch of balls on your lap if you have to, but change the idea. And at the beginning, you may have to load her into the car for these experiences. You might, but it won't take long before she figures out that you're not going anywhere and it's all fun. Okay, so that's the first thing you can do. If you've got kids and you're listening at home, get them involved in this. This is a good thing. Put sleeping bags in the car, hang out in the car, get them involved in this. It'll go way quicker if you've got kids. And you can even teach her a command, like get in the car. And when she does, she gets a treat. So even if the first couple of times you say, get in the car, you have to pick her up and put her in, you still say, good girl, give her the treat. And then she jumps out and you say, get out, good girl, right? You, you're using your commands as she's doing the things that are natural to her. Good girl, get back in. If she doesn't go back in, put her in. Good girl, give her the treat. Then you say, wait, good girl, give her a treat. Then you say, okay, get out. And she jumps out, good girl, sit. And you repeat, 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 repeat until she's just having a good old time, eating treats and chasing balls in the car. Step one. All right, step two. Step two is you make the actual car rides really, really fun. So I would plot your route ahead of time, you know, go on Google Maps or whatever, make sure you hit every park that's close to you and do a circular route. So you're going to leave your house and drive maybe four minutes to the first park. Get out, play. Keep her on leash. Get back in. Do it again. Next park. Get out and play. Keep her on leash. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. So you spend a Sunday visiting every little park in the area, right? You're just doing a little quick little drive out and play, 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 play back in. This is teaching her that the car is how you get to the fun and that you're never in there super long. It's never a nasty, long, you know, arduous journey through mountain roads or some horrible thing that makes her nauseous. No, no, no. It's a quick, fun, easy, and we're there at the park. And you really have to make it happy. You know, even if you're acting, act really happy about this. If you've got kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, somebody who can come along for this, that's great because they'll have fun doing this. And you get out and you just play at the park and then you get back in and you do it again and again and again. During this time, while you're diffusing her fear of the car, you want to try to avoid using the car to get her to anything that might upset her. Like if she's scared of the veterinarian or something like that, try to make all your car rides super happy, super short, super fast wonderful, right? And at the same time, you're keeping up the training at home with come and sit and lots of little tricks and commands. So she's used to the idea that when you say something, it's it's a game. It's not an order. It's a suggestion, a great suggestion that if she follows it, she gets rewarded for. So why wouldn't she? It's a game. It's a game for a Labradoodle. That's how Labradoodles work. They love to play and they love to please. So that's two of the things that will work. 
And with most of the people listening out there, that's all you need to do. Your dog will learn to love the car. However, with this particular dog, we've still got the habit now where she's used to being lifted in, even though she doesn't need it physically. She definitely doesn't need it. Big Labradoodle, four years old. Come on. She can jump over the car if she really wanted to. So, <laughs> so we have to diffuse that. So after you've spent some time playing in the car, step number one, making the car hang out, and then step number two, making the car the, uh, the vehicle that gets you to all the fun parks. After you've done that for a few weeks, to the point where she actually likes the car, she's still sitting and making you lift her in, probably. Most of the other dogs listening all over the world won't be sitting and waiting to be lifted in, but she might be because she thinks, Alan, that that's how you like to get into the car. So, so we have to change that a bit. And it might require lifting her two paws up on the car and then tempting her with something like a piece of smoked fish or a piece of steak or, or something she just never gets, some jerky, something that is just so, oh my God, I have to crawl the rest of the way into this car. And when she does that, Oh my goodness, the praise goes wild, hog wild. It's like it's New Year's and the bell just dropped. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Way to go, Daisy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you make a big fuss over this Labradoodle when she gets it right. Okay. So that's how you're going to diffuse it all. Now, this may require you denying her some of those wonderful treats in her everyday life. Save those treats for the car. So she's getting her regular dog food and nutritious meals, but the extra perks that you love to give her, save those for the car. Make the car the most wonderful thing in her life right now, and it'll work. Okay, so Alan, I hope in a few weeks or months, you'll call us back and let us know how it's going. And if there's any troubles or consistent problems that aren't disappearing, please report back and we'll solve it at that time. And all you got to do is leave your voice clip at deb at petliferadio.com. All right, everyone, we're going to go to a second break and come back in a minute. And I had another bear encounter. So stay tuned on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, we're back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. Before I tell you about my bear encounters, I want to invite you to please, if you've got something, some story or fact or evidence or something you've experienced with your dog or cat that shows you, that convinces you that they have a sense of humor, I would really like to hear about it. 
because I, I see it. I see it with the dogs who come to camp. Good dog. I see it with my own cats. I see, I see practical jokes played on other dogs by poodles almost every week. And I think they've got a sense of humor. So I want to know what you all think. Deb at PetLifeRadio.com if you want to send me a voice clip about that. So, okay, like, I mean, one example is that the standard poodles like to goose people they love when they bend over. They'll come up and just pinch your little bum and then run off excitedly like a little horse galloping away like they've just played the best practical joke. That's an example of sense of humor. So if you've got an example, please share it with me. Okay, so the bears. Last week, I was driving home about 11 o'clock at night on a busy road, but it was really late at night, so it was quiet. There were no other cars. Two lanes driving, and from out of the ditch on the other side of the road, I saw this shadow very fast catch up to me, overtake me, and then seemed like he attacked my hubcap. That's what it seemed like. And then I saw the silver gleaming in the, <laughs> in the headlights as this thing ran off. So I think he took my hubcap. Anyway get home. I mean, I hit him. I hit him hard, but he ran and he ran ahead of me and he ran for a few blocks before he bothered to leave the road. Couldn't catch up to him in my Mazda. I just couldn't, couldn't go fast enough. So when I got home, I didn't want to spook him either. He seemed to be very well. So when I got home the next day, I checked my car and it is big dead. Put it on Facebook. If you want to see it, it's Deb Wolf Pet Expert on Facebook. Big dead in my car. I've never had run into a bear. I've never run into anything in my life. But this is a new thing for me. Very surprising. And my friend who's a bear trainer, he said, bears are very tough. Don't, don't worry about the bear. The only thing tougher than a bear is a bigger bear. And <laughs> that's my friend Ivan, who works with bears all the time. So trying not to worry about the bear. And there was no fur, no blood, nothing. Just, just my car very damaged. And me okay. And the bear's okay. So then almost three days later, four maybe, I went to the beach, and on the way back to, from the beach, I went to a popular bar, a sports bar that had a, a jam night. I wanted to see one of my friends performing. And at the end of it, we leave the parking lot, and we're in an extremely busy area. Giant shopping mall around the corner, big, lots of city, lots of cars, streets, people everywhere. And I, we're just pulling out of our parking spot, about ready to go back on the highways. Wait a minute, wait a minute, there's a bear! <laughs> and sure enough, baby bear. So if you want to see that, I'll put the link up, Deb Wolf Pet Expert on YouTube. And I'm filming the bear, and he's a baby bear, and he's looking for food, and he's wandering along in and out of people's houses, like in their, in their yards and up their front walkways, look, do, 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 looking for their food, checking out the garbage, you know. And while I'm filming this from a big solid truck, a bunch of people run up there. One lady has her child with her and not a very big child either. And they're they're running up and they're getting really close to the bear. And one of these ladies goes all the way up. The bear's on a, on a back porch of somebody's house and there's three steps. And she goes up to the steps and the bear stops and looks at her like he's cornered. And then she slowly backs up. Then she quickly backs up. And I'm thinking that's not quick compared to bear speed. That's slow-mo, lady. You are not safe. And neither are these children. This is crazy stuff. You can't get that close to a bear. Now, I know he looks small. He does. He looks like a large dog. But he's probably outweighs me already, a grown adult. You know, they're really unpredictable. 
And where there's a baby like that, even though he's habituated to people and he seems pretty chill moseying along, he's got a mama and probably some siblings. And if she comes out of somewhere and sees you between him and her, it's not going to be a good situation for anybody. So please, people, when you're filming, use the Zoom. Stay in your truck. Don't get out. Don't corner a bear. All right. If you want to see that, please go to Dub Wolf Pet Expert on YouTube. It's up already. And um, be careful with the bears. They're our friends. And if we just let them do their thing and leave them alone and give them lots of space, we won't have problems with them. So stop feeding them. Clean up your garbage. Clean up your fruit trees. Stop feeding them. They say a fed bear is a dead bear. And this little guy scrounging around, adorable as he is, someday somebody's going to do the wrong thing with him. And it's probably going to cost him his life. So really, people, back off. Stay away from the bears. Let them do their thing. They got to eat an awful lot right now so they can go hibernate for the winter. So we have to facilitate that. All right, everybody. I wanted to talk a little bit today about, uh, well, about sense of humor. But since you're all going to send me your sense of humor, facts and experiences and stories, examples of when your dogs and cats do something that they just must have a sense of humor or else why would they do that thing? Something so funny. Let me know and we'll talk about that on a future show. All right, everybody. From me, Dub Wolf at Animal Party Pet Life Radio. Be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.